The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. It's out on the field and is doing like weird thumb stretches and on national television and looking like a, a goddamn weirdo. This guy is not. <laughs> I'm way too excited there. This guy's not going anywhere. People in your house again that you don't know who they are. Yeah. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to the LSU Happy Hour. What a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic Saturday afternoon. In the 10 years that we've been doing this LSU podcast... Saturday might have been the greatest day ever. Uh, <laughs> Andrew. We went straight into Monday. Yep. <laughs> we went straight from Saturday Andrew. to Monday. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? They had, some, they had something yesterday? Did they have something yesterday? Uh, I don't know. Did, did, did you guys go to church? I went to church. I, I, I flew into New Orleans to see my family. To spend quality time with my brother. I went to Check the new the airport. A- I went to the new airport. The new airport itself is nice. Everything it's else nice. is a fucking dis- disaster. You know the traffic, the baggage. Oh god! I had I had no issues getting in or getting out. I think it's a total crapshoot as far as like just you know what time you go, when you go, what they. Yeah, I mean, I know people like. have had problems. Maybe I got lucky, but I I had no issues whatsoever it was it was weird yesterday i didn't have you know saturday is such a big day because you you have lsu all the time yesterday i didn't have anything to do it was weird me and my yeah. brother and like yeah, what are we gonna you know, do it's too, bad. it's too bad uh new orleans doesn't have a football team yeah it, it really is i mean it's not a lie if you believe it I, all right i want to lie to myself but before we get to Wait, I just want to say nothing gets me more amped to do an hour-long podcast than Andrew's dad saying, go get them, boys, and spelling go, G-E-A-U-X. Woo! Uh, so, but before we get to uh, Kevin uh, doing telling us about one of our fantastic sponsors, uh, Blue Chew, uh, I want to wish Dave a happy birthday. Happy oh, birthday you. Yep. to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> what Happy is this? birthday, dear wonderful person that's having a birthday today. What is this? Happy from? birthday to <laughs> you. I found one of them custom first. birthday greetings. I found one of the custom birthday greetings, but I, I didn't have enough. The podcast doesn't have enough money uh, to actually have them say your name. 
I so was that, say that that's just that the generic one. But we have a we have a big announcement later in the show that will explain where we spend all the podcast money. It's for the live show. It's exciting. But Kevin, tell the people about Blue Chew. I mean, well, you're gonna need, you're no. gonna need Blue Chew to get excited after that uh, happy <laughs> happy birthday singing. <laughs> I mean, Dave. Dave may need blue chew later. Um, I may so, need blue chew after Dave, yesterday. Jesus. Hey, Dave. Yes. Uh, I know you're 38. So, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? I do remember them. It was yesterday. When you had a full head of hair. No, that was a long time. That was like when you 11 were just, years ago. When you were just a burgeoning T-shirt empire. <laughs> when now, you when now. you'd only sampled the it's fancy the hot dogs like, in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> Before you really branched out and, and expanded your palate to that dog. Well, well, anywho, you can now increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, Dave. Listen up. Bluechew.com, Dave. That's blue like the color blue. Bluechew is the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know, mm. they work, Dave. You can take it anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they'll work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Like, say, right when you get off the phone of this podcast. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance, Dave. You know, most guys will talk a good game, like Juge, but Blue Chew will help you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ship straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person's doctor's visits, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Dave is, fami- D- Dave is familiar with uh, discreet packages. Well, actually, I think Dave's wife is familiar with discreet packages. <laughs> They're made in the U.S. of A. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than going to a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code armchair, you're just going to pay five bucks in shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code armchair, to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Dave likes munching on them like candy, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, Dave, make sure you don't confuse the blue chews with uh, your peanut M&M stash. <laughs> well, first, okay, well, now, now a couple of things now. First of all, I'm really not a peanut M&M fan, so that's not going to happen. Whoa. <laughs> second Hot of all, take. Second, second of all, I, I mean, I got to say, I, I, it's been 38 years. It took me 38 years, but I think I, that's it. I think I can die now. Uh, I have joined the very small elite club of people that have had Mile High Club. No, that have had personalized Blue Chew ads written for them and about them. Uh, I mean, that has got to be a small, small minority. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. B- bucket Alex. list. Thank check. You. Done. Knocked it off. Knocked it off. Uh. Yesterday, I don't even know. Let's talk. Let's talk about Clyde Edwards Hilaire and the great game that he had. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about the same. <laughs> Wait, we talk, talk about what? Oh, who? who? 
<laughs> what? I have. They had. A, they had. A, they had a, the New Orleans has a football team because I. They weren't anywhere in the city limits yesterday. For goddamn. No, sure. he must. He said something about the Saints. He must be talking about church on Sunday. Uh, well, the Pope. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oops, tweet from a couple of weeks ago. Remember that? <laughs> so, how are we feeling about Joe Burrow? He he uh, went in the Heisman. Tis to lose now, right? Yeah, he's gonna go to the Jets now. Apparently, Kevin, are you burying a body somewhere? No, 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 no. I'm just getting some ice. I'm just getting uh, some ice prepared for a uh, for a nice cold beverage. Here. Oh my God. Breaking news. Kevin's getting a drink. <laughs> we have breaking news, Andrew. The Saints just, just got called. For the year. No, the Saints just got called for hands to the face again. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees just got sacked again. I, I mean, seriously, what the he, fuck he was that? And they hit him in the face with their hands, <laughs> and there's no flag. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'll start with you, Kevin. Where does yesterday rank on the Saintsy scale? That was Saints to the max, whatever that I was. I called this. I called this happening like weeks ago. I I'm, said Bridgewater was going to go under. The only mistake I made is that Bridgewater didn't play the Cardinals game. But I said the Saintsiest thing ever would be for them to go six and zero with Teddy Bridgewater, and then Drew comes back. And they lose at home to the one-win Falcons. I, I actually called this. You did. I, I, I just like, is it because Sean Payton got engaged? And once you get, yeah. en- once you get engaged. Dump Skyline. <laughs> dump Skyline. People, people the, the post-game show, Bobby and Christian Gary, they were mad as fuck about people on Twitter blaming the engagement. The post game well, I mean, show. No, no, seriously. You guys seriously. were at the game. You saw them showing her. They showed her on the big screen. Like they, they did a public. You saw that, right? You guys were there in your seats. Yeah, yeah but the best part, friendly. the, the oh, best. She, she was not happy about that at all. She was the, like, at first she was trying that. Like the, the, the camera focused on her for a good, you know, thirty seconds. And I know, like you, you might be at home or in your car right now, saying like, oh, 30 seconds. That's not a long time. No, no, thirty seconds is a long time. The best to be on the big screen in the Superdome. And for the first like twenty <laughs> seconds of that, she was like ignoring it. She was like trying to. She was like trying to pretend like it wasn't happening. Like like a kid. Well, that's that, like, why it stayed on her. She. That's why it stayed on her. She. Yeah. Right. I saw. It was very bizarre. Like, I think the cameraman was like, "Does she know that that she's that I have this camera on her and that she's on the big screen?" Like, like she was like one of those kids where like you feel like you put your hands over your eyes and you feel like nobody can see you anymore. Uh, and yeah. The best part kind of, of that, though, Dave. It's just, just going to go away. And then finally, at like the very end, she like kind of gave like a little wave and she was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. She was not happy. The best part. I guarantee was... you that cameraman is current. That cameraman spent the better part of Monday packing his belongings into a small cardboard box. Did y'all right. notice Vince Vaughn behind her waving? Yeah, I did see that. Vince Vaughn had more personality. Yeah. But uh, seriously, Wait, was how, that how, Vince Vaughn? How, yes. How dare How dare Sean Payton have uh, a personal life? Yeah. Seriously. Jesus. What an asshole. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, his life is entertaining us and making sure the Saints have a good balance of run and pass. And instead, he was doing engagement type shit and trying to have a life outside of football. And that's not. Do you think Bill Belichick would have got engaged during the football season? 
No chance. No chance. No, look, the NFL doesn't fucking give bye weeks to NFL teams so their fucking coaches can go get engaged, okay? The fucking bye weeks are to prepare for your next opponent and for your team to get healthy and take a break, okay? Well, he, d- he, didn't, even, he didn't even do it on the bye week. He did it two nights before the game. No. What? They got engaged, like, over the weekend, no? That's <laughs> Yes, on Friday, and the game was Sunday. Kevin, is Sean Payton getting engaged? Is it more disrespectful to football than Bounty Gate in 2012? <laughs> One, Bounty Gate is a load of shit. <laughs> and frankly, I'm uh, everybody just everybody affiliated with that can go, you know, die in a fire. Uh, two, him getting engaged doesn't have a goddamn thing to do with players getting called for hands to the face or the referees ignoring a couple of holding calls uh, in the third quarter that led to the Falcons scoring uh, again. Actually, it was early in the fourth. I apologize. I'm looking at the the box score now. They didn't score in the third quarter. I'm stunned by that. This fucking team, this team shit the bed publicly on national television. This wasn't some regional broadcast game i looked at the fucking map most of the map of the continental united states was watching the one and seven falcons against the seven and one saints and most of the country watched the one and seven falcons absolutely fucking pants the new orleans saints at home they watched the one and seven falcons Hold the New Orleans Saints to under 10 points for the first time at home in the Drew Brees era. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. Ever. Yeah, I hate your I audio. Thanks. Th- thanks for letting me, making me relive it. I hate, your, I hate your audio so hard. They gave Alvin Kamara four fucking carries. Four. Prepared. He's got stats and shit. I'm confused now. <laughs> Kevin, this you watch you watch the game, it sounds like. How about them Tigers? This team barely ran the ball. They couldn't do jack shit running it. And Atlanta, Atlanta ran the ball fucking 34 times. They Atlanta was was 50-50 passing and running. They were running the ball up and down. On the Saints. It was fucking ridiculous. The lone bright spot in that entire shit-tastic game yesterday was Michael Thomas catching 13 passes for over a, for a buck 50. Mike on Thomas record, being the fastest to, player to get the 400 total receptions. Meanwhile, Ted fucking Ginn, fastest player of 400 drops. weekend <laughs> <laughs> was set up Perfectly. It was set up perfectly. You had the Tigers. You had the fucking Tigers going in Tuscaloosa and winning. You had the fucking Pelicans Woo. who were here fucking winning. Woo. Every other good thing that could have been happening in, 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 in sports for the city and the, in the region, it was happening. All that you just needed, the big fucking scoop of ice cream on top of the fucking cake. Nope, it was a scoop of shit. That's what got dumped on it. Big scoop of shit. Y'all, the fucking Saints 
and Peyton, y'all fucking ruined Dave's Kev, birthday. Kev, you ruined Kev, Dave's birthday. Step away from Dave, the blue shoe. Dave was looking forward to snacking on candy and getting and having the missus go to town on him with that manscaped uh, lawnmower gimmick. And <laughs> you fucking ruined it, guys. Uh, all right, well, look. Uh, all right, we're in bizarro world. We're in bizarro world because step away from the blue chew. Hit, hit. step away from the blue chew. For his birthday, I look. No, either you fucked him. I this is this is true. You did ruin my birthday, but um, my, you know, I, I got to the game yesterday. I know Andrew and Ralph, y'all were there too. You went to the game. Uh, I got there, you know, 15 minutes early. I like to get there early. I like to um, watch the pregame festivities. I like to watch the tunnel team. I like to make sure the tunnel team does their job. And for the most part, they do a good job. You know, there's there might be a couple of bad apples on that tunnel. Tunnel team, team sounds like the worst porn, porn name ever. ever. Yeah, or the gay best. Porn. Tunnel tunnel yeah. team. <laughs> tunnel team six. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, you know, but but yeah, props to the, to most of the people in the tunnel team, with with the, a notable exception maybe. But um, uh, and I think I remember putting them putting up on the screen on the on the on the jumbotron. Uh, it said the Saints have not allowed a hundred. Oh, Seattle Seahawks just picked off a Niners pass and they're running it back. Uh, ooh, all right, Seahawks are in this game. Uh, but anyway, they showed a stat that said the Saints have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in like 31 games. And now they didn't allow a 100-yard rusher to Atlanta. But Atlanta came out and ran on like six out of the first seven plays and were running all over the Saints. And I'm sitting there thinking like, did the Falcons not see the fucking stat that they just put up on the Jumbotron? They should really look at that stat because – uh, you're not supposed to be running it, but they were running it, and they were running successfully. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, this is going to be a long fucking. I mean, if 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 they're if they're attacking our strength and finding success, uh, attacking where we're normally good at, uh, then we're we're in big trouble. And that's exactly what happened. And they didn't give up a hundred yard rushing rusher, but they gave up 143 total yards rushing, and. Uh, and it was surprising. It was just very surprising and very frustrating. And I'm again, I'm surprised that actually now that I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm I'm sitting here wondering how Dan Quinn was so smart to know that he should run. But maybe he's an idiot, and he was like, he didn't he doesn't look at the stats. He didn't realize how good the Saints were against uh, the run, and he just decided to run anyway. And he just wound up getting lucky. He's like the Kramer of football coaches. He just got well, lucky. He said, "Oh yeah, we're just going to run against it." Oh, oh, they're the best run. They're really good against run run defense. That's all right. We'll we'll, we'll run it anyway. Here, here's my question, Andrew. What's more shocking, the fact that the Atlanta came into the game with seven sacks on the year? They had six against the Saints. Is is that more surprising, or is it more surprising the fact that Kevin did the most show prep for tonight? Uh, well, Kevin doing show prep, coming in with stats, football facts. Um, I mean, that, that's like an outer body experience. Like, it, has he has he just blacked out? Like, he's probably laying on his couch right now, blacked out, passed out, and he's gonna he's gonna wake up in like ten seconds and not remember anything, and, and just say what what happened. 
Uh, he's not going to remember saying any of those stats. But so that's most shocking, you know. But Atlanta, I got to say this: like, I, I'm surprised they're one and seven. They played a great game. I mean, Matt Ryan, we love to rip on the guy, but he's a former MVP. And Julio Jones is Julio Jones. And Devontae Freeman's kind of had a rough year, but, you know, he's a guy that knows how to play. And and their defensive line, I mean, they got a lot of names. And I'm surprised that they've been so bad. That Tack McKinley and Vic Beasley and Grady Jarrett, like, that they haven't gotten those guys going at all this year has been a big surprise to me. So I this is the team I always thought Atlanta could be, you know, and maybe not maybe not like competing for first place, but certainly 5 and 4, 6 and 3. They've like, turned it around. The They're going 5 and 11. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just surprised they've been this bad this year. Like they've lost a lot of one season. Like they have they're a capable roster. I really believe that. I mean, Seahawks just scored. They're now up fourteen ten. Oh, on the, might be a, on the might be a decent. Did might Russell be a Wilson decent throw the touchdown. Yes, to Hollister. Yes. Hollister Let's made go. a great. Hey. Hollister made a great one-handed grab. He pulled it Fancy. in, and held it against his face mask for the catch. Well, I I mean the the thing that was well, all of it was was just stunning to me. I, sh- I should have just, when my alarm went off at 5 to catch the 6.30 flight to New Orleans, I should have just pulled the, I should have just pulled it out the wall and gone back to sleep. Uh, but, I, I mean, it-, it was all so stunning. But I guess the-, the thing that was the most stunning to me is that Atlanta came into the day 31st against the pass, and their secondary was a fucking dumpster fire. Like, they couldn't line up. They were blowing, like, blowing coverages, people running wide open. They covered the Saints fantastic, and... Uh, well, that's because our wide receivers, other than Michael Thomas, suck. Well, is that, that's, my, that's, my next, that's my next point. Has that... Uh, are we all officially? Are y'all as disappointed as me now that we didn't get AJ Green, even though he's hurt? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, you had you had ten Ted. Uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that this was just a sort of uh, converging of of bad days for everybody. You know, all on the same day. I mean, you know, you had Traquan dropped uh, at least one pass. That, that was on Breeze. All right. Well, you want to blame that on Breeze? That's fine. Yes. That's fair. Uh, you know, it, you, you had Ginn who dropped, who was looking, Ralph, I read your column and, and you noted this. I mean, he was looking more like his, his Panthers days. Uh, well, you got the full you know, Ted Ginn. Well, you didn't get the full Ted Ginn because the, no, the full Ted Ginn, Ginn he would have got you a touchdown. He gets you a touchdown and two drops. That's the yeah, full yeah. Ted Ginn. He didn't even give right, you the right. full Ted Ginn. No, no, we got well, we we did get the full Ted Ginn, but just not the full Ted Ginn. You got you got glass half empty Ted Ginn. Yeah, we, we got the full <laughs> Carolina Panthers Ted Ginn. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, so he, he just you know we we just didn't really get that much help. So you know, one of the sacks I remember very vividly. Uh, one of the sacks that Drew took, he had Kamara in the flat, but Kamara tripped. He was like the second or third read and Kamara tripped when he was looking at him 
and he was kind of like the last guy. He would have he would have scored there too. He was wild. Yeah, he was, and Camara was kind of like the last guy in the progression. And by the time Drew got to him, Camara had tripped by himself in the open field, and so Drew had to look away. And Drew yeah. kind of sucked, man. Oh. I mean, I know I know he had no time. He was getting hit. Receivers weren't getting open, but he's so plenty tw- of blame to go around. He's but he's three, like twenty eighth in QBR. You know, I know it's a small sample size because he's only played four games, but he's, he, I mean, he's, he's not good. Who, you know? Breeze? Yeah, I mean, he's. He oh, has, yeah, yeah, let's, let's start it. Let's start the Breezes. Well, no. That's it. He's, he's, no, he's it's. 40, Teddy Bridgewater. Breeze, no, it's. Breeze it's is going to be fine. Breeze is going to be fine. <laughs> but the, the only thing that annoyed me about this game is that if Bridgewater had played the exact same game that Drew just played. Saints Saints Twitter would have been burning him to the ground. You, That's what it would have been. Yeah. No, no, but my my point isn't that you bench Breeze or anything. I just think the, the same issues that people complained about with Bridgewater are happening with Breeze. And so I think this offense, you know, when when Teddy would hold on the ball, we would get eight screenshots of dudes where they were, they were open, and Teddy should have thrown the pass. When Breeze does it, people blame the receivers. I just think a lot of the same issues that they had under Bridgewater, they have under Breeze. And this offense, Dave, we think of the Saints as this high-powered offensive juggernaut, but they're fucking sixteenth in points. Like they're they're just kind of average on offense. And I just think I mean I think that that I think that's putting it I mean what are they in yards? I would guess they're worse than that in yards. Yeah. I mean you've got to remember we won a lot of these games with Bridgewater because of the defense. We were yeah. won very low scoring games. We didn't we weren't putting up 30 40 points. We were putting up 20 at I the mean, most. even even in Seattle getting, like we we got two uh we got a defensive touchdown and a in a uh special teams touchdown, right? Yeah. And I mean, and, 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 uh, you know, a- Andrew and I have both touched on this before. I mean, this was the same kind of issues they had, the offense had at the end of last season. They weren't lighting it up. They had red zone issues, which we saw on yesterday. Um, obviously, three field goals. That means you're getting third you know, down. Remember how bad they were in third down last year? Yeah. I mean, it's just, and, and, the, and that was when they had Drew at quarterback. That would, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater wasn't playing any snaps. They back. haven't been it's as not bad the quarterback. On third it's down the offense. Year. Correct, but it's but I but the but the against overall, the Falcons they were bad on third. Well, yeah, and I, well, I think yeah. the overall and the penalties were back. Make, the penalties were the, back. Well, I mean, just come. I mean, oh, on offense and defense. Yeah, and and some of it was bullshit. I mean, you know, for for sure there was the the one fall. I I tweeted it. You know, the one they called offsides on the Saints, and it was clearly false start uh, on the Falcons. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, this is, this is not a quarterback issue. This is, this is definitely an offensive issue and, and probably even more, even more directly to the point, it's probably an issue with your offensive line. You know, when the offensive line plays well, your quarterback has time, everybody, you know, everything just works out well. But when you when your offensive line plays like shit, uh, and I think we would probably all agree the offensive line played like shit yesterday. Awful. Uh, yeah. And Here- that's, it, it makes, it makes everything that much more difficult. Here, here's a question that I have about the offensive line, Andrew. We, we say that it's that it that it's great and it, it's the strength of the team, and that's true, and it can play really well. The Saints have played nine games, and I can make the argument that their offensive line has been 
either dog shit, poor, or bad in three of them. They were bad against the Rams. Now, I know maybe Drew Brees getting, going out had something to do with that. They were bad against Dallas, but the defense was lights out, so they won. And they were horrible yesterday. That's a third of their games where they haven't been good. And we talk mm-hmm. about this offensive line as a strength. So, like, where where do, where do you – what's your opinion of them uh, – just past the halfway point of the year. Yeah, I mean, I I would say there there were just three games where surprisingly they didn't do well, and you know, in one of them, I remember something was wrong with Teron Armstead's knee, and he didn't practice all week, and then he played, and he looked awful. Um, this week, he was sick on Friday. I don't dude, know he looked up with him. He looked awful at the end of the game. That dude looked like he had walking pneumonia, and I thought he, I, I, I thought he was going to collapse on the field. Like he was struggling to get to the line when they were running the hurry up offense. Like the, he, yeah. you know, he, he, Sean he Payton. Done. He was done. He was Sean done. Payton's like, I don't want to blame the flu. I'm like, he had the fucking flu, and he was. I'm like, well, you know, not good. Wait, wait, is that Sean Payton said he had the flu? Yeah, Sean Payton like, I don't want to blame the flu. You can't blame the flu because he played, but you know. Like I was like, we had the flu. God damn! Well, he shouldn't have been playing then. But um, so yeah, that's part of it. You need you need your star left tackle to be playing like he normally does. So I, I think that was a big thing. Um, but look, I, I think Sean Payton deserves some some. Uh, I mean, Kevin said it earlier. Four carries for Camara. That's just ridiculous. Like either he's good to go or he's not. But if he's not, then Pound Latavius Murray like you have been because that's been working and that's what the Saints should have been doing in this game. But 52 passes, 11 runs. That that was the balance, run pass balance that they had. I mean, 52 to 11. Like, and, and so when you have a guy like Will Clapp who has been, and, and I mean, I was really hard on him in the player grades and I gave him an F, but it's kind of unfair to him because. All, like he played center a couple weeks ago, like he had to be thrown in there, and then this whole week he's been prepared as a jumbo tight end. That's been his role for the team this week, and that's what he practiced all week. And he's, Andres Pete goes down, and all of a sudden it's, hey, clap, go play left guard, and oh by the way, we're throwing every play. That's that's not really fair to him. He hasn't played the position. He goes in there and he's got to pass block every play. And, like, you know, if he had played well, then I would have been excited. I would have said, man, if he can do well in that situation, maybe he's got a future in this league. But I think it's kind of unfair to rip on him too hard because he hasn't even had the luxury of, all right, you're getting a week of preparation at left guard. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, these are your weaknesses. We're going to mitigate those by doing this. And these are your strengths. And we're going to play to those. I mean, there was none of that. He was just thrown in and he had to pass block every play. So, how much of that is on Sean Payton? Well, I think look, the w- Sean Payton's awesome. Like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to say like he should be fired or anything like that. Of course not. But like, Skyline should be fired. <laughs> well, but sometimes like even the best have bad days, and I, I just think the coaching was bad. I mean, the Saints laid an egg, and you know what? The, the Patriots, um, the Patriots uh, lost to the Dolphins last year. And I think it was Alan Ulrich on Twitter. He, he reminded me that 2011 was his favorite Saints team, and they lost to the 0-8 Rams that year. So 
it happens. It's the NFL. Like, 29, think, the, you know, the 2009 Saints blew a 14-point fourth-quarter league to the two-win Bucks. I mean, yeah. I mean, I but, mean but, look, so, sometimes, like, it's one of those things where sometimes you have a clunker, and I think maybe psychologically, look, the, the way the game unfolded, Atlanta got momentum on their first two drives, and they started to believe, and the Saints offense did w- w- stumbled out of the gates, and so... The way the game unfolded early, it just didn't set the Saints up for success. And well, I think the bottom line is they've been drinking the Kool-Aid. They, they were 7-1, 5-0 with Teddy. And they, they, the Falcons are coming into town into the Dome. And everyone expects a blowout. And maybe a little complacency from the players. Like, well, we did all this with, with Teddy. And now Drew's back. So it should be even easier now. So, you know, I mean, credit Atlanta. They, they came in and they kicked the shit ups, out of the Saints. Upside. Dan Quinn gets another year. But the one thing I was going to say about the, the Saints running huh. the ball, the one thing that's I was going to say about the Saints... That's the way to look at the, the, the silver lining, Ralph. Yeah. They're going to go, they're going to go 6-10, and 10 and they're going to be like, we turned the corner, we went 5-3 and three in the second half of the year, we got momentum. We'll keep him. Uh, but, you know, I think the Saints, the plan was they thought they could roast Atlanta's secondary, which isn't a bad plan considering how bad they were. But I think the, the game really swung in the second half. You look at it... It's it's uh, it's thirteen to nine, you know. Atlanta they get a they get a penalty so they get to keep a drive alive. It gets to twenty to nine. The Saints get the ball back on the kickoff, but they're moving. You know they run Taysom Hill for eleven. They run Kamara for six. They complete a long pass, but it's holding. And instead of first and ten on the Falcon side of the field, it's you know it's second. It's first and twenty. It wrecks the whole drive. They have to punt. Atlanta goes down, gets another field goal, is 23-9 to with, with six minutes to go. Running the ball at that point is fucking donezo. So I think even though I agree with you that the plan was bad, Andrew, and they didn't adjust, like it just got, like, it just got away from them in that, those two drives, and it was done. Like It was just over real quick to run the ball. Uh, the, the other thing, though, Dave, is... Well, that's, that's bullshit. They, I mean, I, I agree with you that you know, the script got flipped on them, but, you know, two drives in, you could still be running the ball. You, you don't need to be giving up on the run. Well, no, but I, that, but they, but once it got to be 23, to, but once it got to be 23 to nine, though, they had kind of had to, cause the clock was against them. Like, well, but, yeah, well, that was late in the game though. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the, I think, I think they were thinking about running the ball, but the holding penalty just killed them on that thirteen and not that that twenty to nine drive, and then, you know, after they didn't score there, it was done. Uh, but it's just, I want to talk. I noticed something. It, it was even worse when I rewatched the game. Like I, I knew this thing <laughs> played terrible, and I knew that it, right. it was just a bad game. But when I actually went and analyzed every play. It, it was it was shocking how bad they played. Shocking. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes. Wait, will you guys? You just, so why didn't you just give everybody an F, Andrew, for your grades? Why'd you have to rewatch it? <laughs> so you guys, you guys got to go to the game. So you were there. So you got the full fan experience. So I wanted to make a couple of comments, but before I do that, Seahawks are now up twenty-one to ten. Russell uh, Wilson <laughs> touchdown? Uh, no, it was a Chris Carson touchdown. Uh, but it's looking it's looking very good for the Seahawks uh, beating the 
beating the Niners, and then that, then we'll have no more uh, undefeated teams in the league. But uh, but a couple eighty-six of, Dolphins pop the champagne. They're they're, <laughs> they're getting it ready as we speak. Um, How many of the eighty-six but, dol- those seventy-two Dolphins are still alive? <laughs> But you guys went to the game, and y'all were talking about Will Clapp. So for those of you guys who don't have the pleasure of going to the games, they have a new tradition now where when Will Clapp goes in uh, as as eligible, you know, they'll play either. Yeah, they'll either, everybody clap your hands. They'll either do that one or they'll, or they'll do the, uh, we'll make them clap. We'll make them clap. So it's kind of interesting. And it, what's really crazy is that, like, Whoever is in charge of playing that when he comes in, dude, they're on top of it. As soon as he is checking in for the play before they even huddle. Not up. like me with the sound yeah. effects here. They're on no, top of it. No, it is, it is, it is bizarro Ralph Malbrough who is running the show at the Saints game. I mean, they, they, ha- they must have like somebody who's dedicated to sitting there in the booth and just keeping eyes on Will Clapp and just checking every time he goes in as the sixth down lineman. The intern has an intern. They seriously, they must have an intern intern <laughs> who's looking at that because that dude is on it. The second he's running out there on the field as a tackle eligible, they are doing one of those two sound bites. And also, I want that's why I, people I listen to this podcast for information like that. We're on yeah. it. Well, no, no, seriously. <laughs> and then I don't, I don't know if I don't know if Zach Shreve has ever mentioned it on the radio broadcast because I don't ever listen to the radio broadcast. But also, Will Clapp is sixty-four, and so when he comes out and the refs announce it, they're now back to saying. And and the Saints have been using him pretty darn regularly. At least they were this week against the. Oh, Falcons. I can pro- I can promise you, Zach Streif is aware of that. No, I know he's aware of it, but I just wonder if he's mentioned another thing. But so now they're back to saying. I now, can promise you, yes. So uh, they're they're now back to regularly saying uh, the refs are regularly saying sixty four is eligible number sixty four is eligible so we're back to hearing that like we used to hear all the time when Zach used to come in as uh, as uh, another down line. I wonder so, I wonder if they'll throw it to Will Clapp in the red zone at some point and we will catch it on like Zach Street. I bet it'll go better than throwing it to Ted Ginn. <laughs> Both of those outcomes are the same. So zing. Um, you know, I noticed something yesterday, and you guys can tell me if you think it's complete bullshit. But Camara's body language at times yesterday looked off. Now I don't know if that's because he's hurt and he's frustrated, or he's frustrated because he doesn't know what the Saints, if they, how they want to use him. But Camara is. You know the fourth the, the fourth year is technically the contract year, but really this year is his contract year, and he's been banged up, and the Saints aren't using him. Like he's got to put in put up numbers to get paid. Did he look uh, frustrated to you more so than normal yesterday? Because he did to me. Yes. No. I didn't really notice that. No. Mm. So. Guess not. I mean, I just. I mean, he, he didn't run. He didn't. He wasn't his usual. Well, I mean, he had some pretty nice catch and runs. But, yeah, I don't know. He just. I mean, he's. He hasn't been. He misses his boot. Been a while, Mark Ingram. We, well, he was. He was making some great. You know, Seattle. He had that great run. Uh, but though he he hasn't seemed to have been. You know, earlier in the season he had a lot of. He was his normal self, but he hasn't seemed to be his normal self the last. Dave, if you wanted to have better than your normal self below the belt, what 
should you what use? a segue <laughs> what a segue uh yeah well look support for armchair and for our podcast comes from manscaped who is number one in the men's below the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels uh now it says i'm not supposed to read this but uh i'm supposed to tell you about a time where i uh i really came close and i hurt my balls while manscaping (laughs) uh or i'm supposed to give you a funny manscaping story well my mom listens to this podcast so i'm not going to give you that story but what i will tell you is that uh that's why manscaped has redefined the electric or redesigned the electric trimmer and redefined it same same you know (laughs) <laughs> same powerful, same powerful. Um, You're really tearing this up. I'm, I'm killing it. Uh, their lawnmower 2.0. That's that. That means they had the 1.0, they redesigned it, and they came out with the 2.0. The lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, uh, and that's in capital letters, capital S, capital S, capital T. That means it's. Uh, it's the real deal. Skin safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. So don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's Ew. nasty. Yes, I know. It's nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, which is an anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I Love sprayed it. some of that. I sprayed. Oh no! Okay, the crop preserver. No, I used. Uh, what's the spray? I used the spray. I don't think that's the moisturizer. I used like the. Uh, it's basically just like, um, uh, not deodorant. It's like uh, potpourri. Potpourri for your balls. Uh, <laughs> perfume. Perfume was the word I was looking for there. Uh, but they've got the crop potpourri preserver, sounds so much fancier. Which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why are you not putting deodorant on your balls, which is even smellier than your armpits? Uh, and right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code armchair at manscaped.com. So always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. So remember, get 20% off and free shipping when you use code armchair at manscaped. That's 20% off when you use code armchair so it's looking good for the saints with uh seattle winning as dave gave us broken news uh in the fourth quarter still 21 10 seattle beating san francisco 49ers you know it it would have been a just glorious football weekend one of the best ever if the saints had managed to do what they were supposed to do and win as a fucking 12 and a half point favorite but uh, Andrew, you sent me a Bill Barnwell tweet during the LSU game that I want you to tell the people about because it is related to the Saints and Nick Saban. Do you remember that tweet you sent me? Oh, God. It was something about it's- how the last time Nick Saban had given up 30 points and a half in the first half, uh, I think that's what it was, over 30 points in the first half uh, was in 1999 when he was the head coach of Michigan State, and they played Purdue. And the quarterback at that time was Drew Brees. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Drew Brees is always how many times is always fucking screwing over Nick, over Nick Saban. Saban. How many, yeah, how like many my, times my, my mind exploded when I heard that, <laughs> when I read that. 
That's and that was like, like ninety nine was like, that's like freshman was like like freshman Drew Brees, right? Like, yeah, right? probably. I mean, yeah. I was a I was a freshman I, in college in ninety nine. I was a senior <laughs> in high school. <laughs> but well, and I, a freshman in college, actually. I, I mean. The Saints, it, it, it's a total just shit show of a performance. And like I said in the morning news today, the Saints played as bad as Eric Polson sounded with his with his his, uh, his head cold this morning. Um, yeah, I saw Sheba talking about that. He he was he was he was sounding rough. He was struggling in the breaks, man. He was a I don't know if they were giving him tea or whatever, but he was he was fighting through it. Um, but. The secondary is going to be without uh, Marshawn Lattimore for at least a little bit of time. Uh, Andrew, you don't you don't know that he could play this week. I was yeah, but it was gonna. I was gonna say, are we gonna miss Ken Crawley? Are we gonna wish the Saints had not cut him? Um, but let's say Lattimore doesn't play. What are the Saints going to do in the secondary? You think? Uh, well, I mean, we kind of saw it, so I think. Um... And PJ it wasn't was, pretty. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, <laughs> I got to say, P.J. Williams and Eli Apple, like, they weren't great, but they competed, man. They, I thought they played okay. Um, but Eli Apple and P.J. Williams would be your starters. Um, and so C.J. Gardner-Johnson would get a full-time role at nickel. So, um, you know, those are the three guys. I mean, P.J. PJ and uh, Eli Apple already play most of the snaps anyway. But, uh, you know, the big difference would just be more snaps for Gardner-Johnson and PJ Williams playing the outside. So, you know, that that's that makes things more difficult when you're going up against Mike Evans and Godwin this week. Uh, all of a sudden that Tampa matchup uh if you're going without Lattimore uh feels a, a lot dicier. Uh it's a much tougher defensive assignment if you go in there without Lattimore who by the way held Mike Evans to zero catches. Uh, last yeah. time they played him. Yeah, so. Lattimore, Lattimore takes it like personal with Mike Evans. He, they don't, they do not he, like, they don't like each other. And and Lattimore, uh, not that he doesn't get motivated for other big stars, but he really gets motivated uh, for Evans. Uh, but we got. Well, some I want to thank I want to thank Lattimore for keeping me from embarrassing myself and crying at the Saints game because at the Dome. You know, they did one of those uh, surprise reunions with the soldier, you know, where they surprised the family uh, with one of their relatives who was away in, in the Mideast or whatever. And uh, and it was getting really emotional there for me for a minute as I was watching all this unfold on the Jumbotron and I'm starting to get a little teary-eyed. And then, and then the next play, they might have even started running the play before they even finished the bit on the Jumbotron, but the next play... Lattimore lays out Julio uh, in the flat and just stopped me from crying and getting emotional and brought me back to earth uh, and made me realize that I was at a Falcons-Saints game and that fuck the Falcons uh, and, you know, America can wait. <laughs> uh, the, we got some interesting questions from people. This is from Alfredo. Uh Oh, and by the way, people, sign up for the daily podcast 
full access starts at seven dollars but Patre patreon has some really cool stuff now where we have been able to create our own merchandise so if you sign up at the ten dollar level you get a sticker uh if you sign up at the 25 at the at the $25 level you get a mug you get a t-shirt you get a magnet you get a sticker you get a koozie like we have the swag king level like sign up and the, the stuff you sign up for three months you get all this cool stuff so it's amazing so do it uh alfredo asks andrew why with only one trustworthy wide receiver does sean not trust the running game more uh no, I mean, we just talked about that, and I, I do think it was a bad game for Sean Payton. I thought his coaching performance in that one was probably his worst of the season. Um, but, you know, I think it was difficult in the sense that Atlanta's opening drive, I mean, it's the, way, the way it unfolded, Atlanta's opening drive, they go, they milk like seven minutes off the clock, they get a field goal. And the Saints go back, they answer three all. And then Atlanta milks a ton of clock again. That's that drive where there was all those freaking penalties. And it seemed like it was third down. They stop them, and there's a flag. I mean, that happened like four times on that drive. So then it's, you know, 10-3, and then the Saints have a bad drive where Breeze misses Traquan. And then from there, like, it's, it's just hard. And I, I think they really wanted to establish the run game, but they were also, I think, stuck in this, like, Alvin just came back. We want him on a pitch count. You know, we, we want to make sure Latavius Murray gets his touches because we don't want him to be phased out with Alvin back. So that was complicating things. But I also just think when Will Clapp, when, when Will Clapp moved to left guard, that the, half the playbook went out because the Saints like to run out of that jumbo set. And I think that probably a lot of their game plan was to run out of that set. And when Will Clapp had to go to left guard, that he, he he couldn't play jumbo tight end anymore. So half the playbook and I think a lot of the running plays you know, uh, were out were out the window. That's a good point, Andrew. It kind of reminded me, now that I think of it, a little bit like the NFC Championship where Ben Watson had the appendicitis and he couldn't go. Josh Hill gets a concussion. And then, oh, by the way, the Saints are t down two tight ends, can't run tight ends can't seal the edge against the Rams and the plan to you know probe the Rams on the edges where they're weakest was out the window um you know and it just it just happens like that uh Dave this is an interesting question Ralph, from Daniel you, by the way you need to get the clap sound effects you need to get the we'll make them clap <laughs> we'll make it clap uh also update Niners scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion to pull within three points now in the fourth quarter. Seahawks still winning 21-18. This is from Daniel, Dave. Has the NFL figured out Kamara like they have uh, Sean McVay? I mean, come on. He's, he has like one mediocre bad game. He's just and, coming and, back and the, from an ankle injury. Yeah, and the and the entire league has has him figured out. That's 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 play the jump to conclusions soundbite. This right here is where we play the jump to conclusions soundbite because Daniel, our loyal listener, I love you, Daniel. but you're jumping to some fucking conclusions. Look, look, hold on. I, I realize that we lost to the Falcons. It was embarrassing. I, I was there in person. I flew down for it. I mean, I'm disgusted. As honestly, in, as, honestly, you may be the reason why they suck so bad. Oh, he was repping. You were repping the the the, the happy hour podcast T-shirt at the game too. 
I was, I was. Well, they, they've been undefeated when I wear it. The only game I didn't wear that shirt was the Rams game this year. Um, but anyway. I think Sunday was my I, fault. I the last two games, the last two games my brother and me have attended is the, the Patriots in 2017 and yesterday. Well, it's important to remember this team is 7-2. Seven, seven and two. Like, they have everything to play for, and we don't know how it goes from here. There's reasons to be concerned. But they're seven and two. Yeah, and and look, we've we've seen them for eight games. The the one thing that you know just was seven plus two is nine actually. Was just inexplicable is their inability to get pass rush against Atlanta. I mean, at least with the offensive line, you could be like, well, Clap got hurt and Sean Payton abandoned the run and they got behind so you know you have all these maybe reasons the defensive line like what the fuck like they didn't get close to Matt Ryan what did you see from them Andrew that yeah I mean Cam Jordan especially I, I just how, how did he get stonewalled like that he was that on was McGarry shocking. Island some Falcon fans were joking yeah just, just made me um, want to you know, I, I thought Davenport cry. was bad I, I thought he couldn't keep his containment um i'm i'm worried about sheldon rankins because that's like three or four weeks now that we just haven't seen anything from him i mean he's not he's not gonna be if he's gonna give you anything this year it ain't happening until december like it's just not like and that's bet to me that's best case scenario he he blew up that achilles in january like you know that's a year injury you know and even even okafor when he did it, he did it in 2017. He did it in the Washington game, which was like, what was that game? I want to say eight or nine. I think it was like the midway point. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I just think Rankin's like, you know, you can't expect too much of him. Uh, and it, it, it also Onyemata had, I think he had two penalties of hands to the face uh, yesterday. He, he, uh, I thought he played pretty well, minus the penalties. I mean, you know, that's what are you going to do about that? So now we go to – oh, and by the way, people in the live stream can see it because it it, it scrolls at the bottom of the screen. Uh, We have a live show, December 14th, Tracy's on Magazine, RSVP at the link of the podcast – uh, wherever you get this show, you can find it, uh, or go to our Twitter page. Go to our our Twitter page, a profile page, or a Facebook. We have them there. And RSVP, and if you RSVP, you get a free shirt, which will be personally handed to you by. So do that. 101 people have RSVP'd. Do it. You get a shirt. Dave's gonna cook up a fantastic Saints Happy Hour podcast shirt. You want it? Do it. Sign up. You get a shirt. Watch I, I, us. I don't know how we'll screw up our audio live, but I'm sure we'll find a way. Oh, the the, the, the live audio is just going to be, be uh, it's going to be like be a night 19- in the room. You could be in the room with us, and we're still going to make it so it sounds terrible. It's going to be, it's going to be like a, it's going to sound like a Huey Long stump speech from 1928. That's what it's going to, that's what it's going to sound like. So uh, I think they haven't been having any complaints in the in the chat tonight about the live stream audio. They had a, a little bit of, a, of Andrew and, and Kevin lost his mind, but that wasn't. That's just because 
Kevin was screaming into his phone like a lunatic. Uh, you know. My audio is fine now, right? Yeah, your audio is fine. Thanksgiving. Fredo says, I want Thanksgiving vengeance. <laughs> um, so the Saints go to Tampa. Uh, they are a five point favorite at Tampa, the, the three and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so, Dave, who do you have? Are the Saints going to rebound? Oh yeah, the Saints are totally going. To, if if the Saints, if the Saints turn around and lose another division game, uh, the, the, it might be t- time to sound the alarms and start panicking. Then then the Dave Cariello panic meter, uh, <laughs> like like you guys like to say, uh, shall like, return. It's going to go from green to yellow real quick. <laughs> We'll need a sound um, effect for that too. <laughs> um, uh, you know, <laughs> it's hard for me to really believe myself when I say that the Saints should be able to take care of business because I felt that way this past week and that didn't happen. So I'm having I'm having trust issues now, but I'm going to say it anyway. I mean, this should be a, an easy game for the Saints. It should be an easy win. They've got Jameis Winston. You know, the guys on. On pardon my take, like to comment on on Jameis Winston's small hand size. He's got small hands, uh, and that makes him a bad quarterback. Um, so I'm gonna say, uh, you know, what's the weather gonna be like in Florida? Should be pretty mild, huh? Are they, gonna, are they getting this cold weather that that we're getting tomorrow? Uh, it might be a little cold. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say Saints. I'm going to say Saints 31, Buccaneers 21. High of 75 and cloudy, no oh, rain oh, on beautiful. Sunday. I have 71. That's, that's, that's beautiful football weather right there. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. Uh, yeah, so I'll say Saints 31, Bucks 21. And uh, player of the game, you know what? It's It'll be, it'll be Alvin Kamara's coming back party. Welcome Ooh, back, Alvin. Alvin. Have yourself a day. Here's so, 150 plus total yards, rushing, receiving, and and two touchdowns. So Andrew, now that the Saints have lost, are yeah, you? Yeah, am I going... allowed to pick them to win now? Yes, you can, can make an actual pick instead of just picking against <laughs> them every single week. Oh, it was working so well too. Um, Garoppolo just got piled drived into the ground. Yeah, I, I do. I do think the Saints are going to win this game, and I, I think the key for me is they're going to have to get off to a good start. Um, but you know, reminder again that Tampa has the worst pass defense in the league, thirty-second uh, overall. And if the Saints are going to win this game, they're going to have to throw the football. I mean, remember Teddy Bridgewater threw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns Lit against that the shit second. Up. Yeah, he lit them up. So that that was Teddy Bridgewater's kind of hallmark game in that five game stretch, um, and he he was able to have a lot of success throwing the ball. In fact, not only did Bridgewater throw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns, Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara both completed passes on the Tampa Bay secondary. Also, um, so yeah. Bottom line, Breeze is going to have to play well, but. Um, I think Breeze is going to be sharp in this game. I think he's going to go on the road in Tampa, play well, and hopefully James Winston will he'll have one of those games where he kind of goes on a turnover binge. Yeah, 
game. They were like, James Winston played well. He only had one interception. Um, I'm well, so, say- wait, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. So what, what, what if the Saints lose this game? Ugh. Drew Brees doesn't play well. He doesn't play nearly as well as Teddy Bridgewater played against Tampa Bay. So now you've got, you know, you've got two straight losses for Drew. You've got a one-to-one comparison for Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater playing the same defense. And yeah, but have, home and road, home and road, man. That's that's a big difference. Uh, I mean, so you're okay. So, okay, so let's let's take that into account. So basically, you're telling me the difference between Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater is just who's playing home and who's playing away. I mean, you, you're well, telling. No, I I think I, the difference is Brees is a way better quarterback. I'll tell you this though. But what if it, Breeze plays like shit against if Tampa? If Breeze back? plays like sh- if Breeze plays like shit and they lose to Tampa and Carolina, any everything's on the table then because oh uh, yeah there because we go. Oops, you know yeah, then yeah. then the Dave Cariello uh, panic meter. <laughs> I don't think the Dave Cariello panic reader has a, a reading that high. <laughs> no, I need like maybe I need like red. a guy. I need go, it doesn't go to magenta. So, so people in the chat chat room, you need to um, uh, suggest a sound effect. Do I need like a Geiger counter sound effect for the for the panic meter? What do I need? What sound effect do I need for the panic meter? Um, I'm gonna say, look, the Saints are gonna win Sunday, but I think it's gonna be bumpy for a half. And I think all the stuff that we were joking about about you know should they play Bridgewater you know this I think it's going to be really percolating starting the third quarter but then Breeze is going to come out and be like I'm fucking Drew Breeze and he's going to throw two touchdowns yeah, in the second no, half of I mean why, why are you guys like this was one game they're still yeah. seven and two like you guys don't think Breeze is going to be so pissed off oh I totally do I just think I just studying think, like a madman Sean Payton is going to be pulling double time game planning this game I mean there, there's no way. I mean, maybe they won't play well, but there's no way they're not going to be prepared. No, they they're going to work. Their I think they're going to. I think they're going to play well. I just think the Saints, all their analytics. When you, if you look at their analytics, the analytics for the Saints say they are a, say they are a five and four football team. They're not. They're seven and two. And I think I don't think they're a five hundred football team. I think they're better than that. But I do think they have some issues on offense. That, you know, I think it'll be, I still think, I just think it'll be, I just think it's going to be a bumpy first half in Tampa. Kind of like, you know what it was, Andrew, kind of like last year when they played in Tampa. It was kind of bumpy. Taysom Hill blocked the punt. Then they got moving. Mark Ingram got rolling. And they won by a couple touchdowns, and it was fine. Like, that's how it's going to be. It's just, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit bumpy for the first half. I'm going to say Drew Brees is going to be MVP. He's going to throw two second-half touchdowns and look great, and we're going to be – everything's going to be back on track. And, oh, by the way, it's 21-20. I think the Saints are going to light him up. <laughs> I really do. I think you're wrong. I, I think the Saints are going to be pissed off. They're going to win 38 to 24. It might be two touchdowns, but like the offense is going to be rolling all game. It's going to, it's going to be it's going to be like it, it, the is it going to be like the Bears game where it's like the final score even though it's double digits doesn't convey the ass stomping that was that was put to Tampa. Is it going to be like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think this offensive line is good. And even Will Clapp, like I think with a full week to prepare, he'd be fine. And I think Sean Payton is going to challenge those guys. He is going to be playing that game for them and, and saying, Teron, Larry Warford, you know, McCoy, I want you guys to watch these plays. I want you to watch 
how freaking terrible you were against one of the worst defenses in the league. And I want you to be embarrassed. And I want you to remember this when you go into Tampa and go hit someone in the mouth. I mean, he's an expert motivator. He's going to use this to make sure he gets the best out of his players this week. I have zero doubt. No, I think that I, I think that's true, and I, I mean, you just look at NFL. Like Bill Barnwell did a column of all the 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 NFL elite teams. He he broke down all their clunker games, and I just think you're gonna have a sh- you're gonna have a shitty game, and you're gonna lose. Every team has it every year, and the Saints. It just it just sucks extra hard because it's Atlanta. If it would have been like in a couple of weeks, and it would have been like Tennessee. We'd be like, ah, it's Tennessee, whatever. But Atlanta, their fans are such trash human beings, and we have to interact with them. So it just makes it that much more difficult to take. Uh, so I listen, unfo- I I unfollowed the Falcoholic. I'll probably <laughs> wait. I'll probably wait to follow them again. I'll wait. I'll wait to see how they're doing on Sunday. If they start losing, then I'll refollow. Yeah, my dream of them hiring Mike McCarthy took a hit yesterday. And that's the saddest part of this of all. Um, so listen, thanks to uh, thanks to everybody in the chat room. Uh, sign up for the daily podcast. Me and Andrew, you get his grades if you sign up at the ten level, and we get the daily one. We had LSU podcast. We had the gambling podcast. We had the game preview. You get all kinds of great stuff. It's only fucking seven dollars a month. Do it. Uh, and since Kevin had to drop out. Uh, of the podcast early, uh, guys. Should we do the announcement without him, or should we should we'll wait till next week? When no, just do it. Okay. So, people ask me, what, Ralph, what do you do with the with the Patreon money that we donate? And I said, well, you know, we bought we bought the new computer. Uh, Andrew has a bad gambling problem this year. He's losing his ass off. So money goes <laughs> money goes to that. Uh, money goes to my wife. But. We took a chunk of the money, and we were like, we got to have the whole crew for the live show. So we took a chunk of the money. We are, we took a chunk of our money and the Manscaped ball money, combined them, and we are flying Kevin Held from St. Louis to New Orleans. Kevin Held is going to be at the live show. He is flying out Saturday morning. He's going to get there in the afternoon. He's going to be at the fucking live show December 14th. More reason to go because we're all four of us going to be in the same room for the first time ever. 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 I've never met Kevin in person. <laughs> so, I mean, if if that's not reason enough, this breaking news that I'm giving you where we're all four in the same room, if that's not reason enough to show up and get a free t-shirt, I don't know why you're listening to this show now, to be honest. But but anyway, we are super excited about the live show. So please, sign up. RSVP. It's going to be amazing. The Saints are going to get back on track. It sucked losing to those trash human beings the Atlanta Falcons. But we got through it. It was fine. So, for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Thanks to everybody in the live stream. Until next week, the bar is closed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. 
I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro. Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.